0: What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is episode number 298. My name's Steve, and I'm here as always with... Ron. And John. Man, that was smooth, guys. Yeah. No crosstalk, no weird pauses. <laughs> we are going to do so well today, guys. We are. We are. <laughs> good to see you, man. How are how, how you guys doing? How you guys doing?
1: Pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very acutely aware of our humanity right now. And I think that the best thing to do right now is just, you know, appreciate the people around you. And I don't know. Talk about some movies.
2: I was (laughs) about to say, maybe appreciate the distraction of doing a show like this. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is
0: definitely a a value for all of us. I think is we, you know, to come and talk about stuff like this. Uh, It's, it is definitely a distraction, but it also is a lot of fun. So I'm glad to see you guys. I'm glad we can talk about this. So, um, Just a quick preview of the episode. We're going to kind of go through our normal news at the top. And then the guts of the episode, we're going to be talking about the two new releases that came out last Friday. Drops right, um, you know, we're a little behind on these. But I think people are catching up to the big releases that came out still. So last week uh, on Amazon Prime, uh, Without Remorse, the new Michael B. Jordan action spy thriller came out. And then on Netflix, the the new uh, animated film, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, dropped on Friday. So when we talk about both of those movies. In today's episode, so um, we'll get to that in a bit. But at the top, let's get into the news. So what's uh, what's what's hitting hard? I think there's one thing <laughs> that just kind of
2: <laughs> kicked the
0: week off with a bang, and uh, we should probably talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, maybe I should. This is part two of the conversation that we had last week. Uh, Roku has actually taken down the YouTube TV app uh, from the Roku store, which is a pretty big deal. Um, I just want to name some of the bullet points that they had for the reasons why they're doing it. Cause I think it's pretty interesting. This could, yeah. some of it could affect all of us for uh, soon soon. Uh, one of them is uh, they have four points. So dedicated YouTube search result bar that they wanted. Uh, so Roku didn't want that. Uh, they wanted to block non YouTube searches in the YouTube search. Google actually wanted that feature in the Roku. So like, if you look something up, the highest result would be the YouTube and then everything else would follow, which is right. super interesting or not at all. Sometimes for some of the Roku results, yeah. three is that it favor YouTube music searches. So any YouTube music search would come up as a, I mean, any, any research would come up music, yeah. prioritize uh, YouTube music, which is not a very popular uh, service right now. It's It's solid, but it's not super popular right, right now. And then the fourth, which is something that'll probably affect us in the future, uh, is, is that they want to require that uh, Roku devices ha- use the uh, AV1 codec for their video. So AV1 is an open source codec. So think of a codec, this is super nerdy stuff, but it's the way that uh, it delivers a file for port A to point B. The codec that, they, that Google wants to use is an open source codec that's been kind of honed by... It's been Google, Amazon, and Apple, Apple have kind of yeah. worked together to create the streaming system that enables video files to come in as clearly, as sharply, as humanly possible for the bandwidth that you have. It actually makes sort of uh, real time like an optimization. Yeah, it's optimization, which is really cool for 4K yeah. stuff. Yeah. Now the issue with that is that Roku devices are not powerful enough to use this AV1 codec this this software that delivers this thing from point A to point B uh they they aren't powerful enough funny enough ironically Chromecast devices aren't either so none of the google <laughs> which is really crazy so that's hilarious ultimately this is what i think should be the solution and nobody I, this is just an opinion on this i think that google should front the money if 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 Roku's to do this I think that Google should foot the money to get people these devices at a discounted rate. And then you kind of say, look, I'm giving you a year, and then Roku devices are switching to this device. And within that year, you can still get all those devices at this price point 29, 49, whatever the most expensive one is. Foot the bill, Google, if you want people to switch over. Because this is a this is a format that's gonna be a real thing for a lot of other devices. But let these Roku people come in. If 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 they have our the largest sh- share of, of streaming devices, you gotta meet them halfway. And that's yeah. my suggestion, even coming from an Apple guy of how Google should help with that situation. But we'll see what happens, man. This is real, real cool stuff that could be affecting your devices down the line. And will, it actually will. But right now, Roku's taking a high road and, and saying, fuck that, we're not doing it. <laughs> <We're> just- <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it said that Is in that the,
0: the high in the road. Email. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know so if that's the story. high road. Maybe <laughs> in Google's, maybe uh, in Roku's mind, that's the high road.
1: The yeah. way that they're talking to each other, that is the nicest thing that came out of be just hypothetical of what they're saying, uh, what they may be saying. But yeah, it, it's interesting, man. Like we're getting to a point where like the cheaper devices are cheap, but there's the, the the technology that they're trying to bring to the table costs a little more. Hardware costs a little more. Yeah. So we're at this weird sort of uh, crossroads in terms of these streaming devices. And I hope that Google really does help them meet them halfway. So, yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Developing what else is story. Going Developing story. Man. I, I,
0: I was actually uh, going to the the big thing for me I or us. I thought we would talk about is is the whole the Marvel video yeah. that dropped on Monday. Like <laughs> hell. That was like, hey, welcome to Monday, Uh, Mm Here, cry and feel things right away when you get on the internet Monday morning. Yeah, so, you know, Marvel just basically released this little teaser sizzle reel type video that they normally would announce at like a convention or like something like, you know, you would normally see something like this. We got, you know, official titles of series, uh, phase four movies release dates which the dates that we can talk about are just kind of bonkers to me yeah. how soon some of these movies are coming
2: out. Yeah. And, and you know just the, for the rest of the year like once you get to like yeah. yeah, it's it's a crazy year. It's a very fast pace for like a total of like seven or eight movies.
0: Yeah. And you know and you know the the beginning of the video is basically, you know, just like a, a recap of where they are currently. And in the end, it's it's you know it's kind of like a let's get back to the movies promotion. Also, you know it's like it's been so long. This is what we miss. This is what we're looking look forward to, and this is what we're going to give you to look forward to. But I mean, god damn! And they use the footage that like the Russo brothers took at the theater. You know, like with yeah. the audience going nuts at the end of Endgame. Yeah. It's just a masterfully crafted and delivered promo uh, for Marvel. Definitely has everybody jazzed. Everybody's pumped up. Um, Got a couple of scenes from the Eternals, a couple new clips from Black Widow and uh, Shang-Chi in in this uh, teaser. God damn it, man. We talk all the time about Marvel so much so that we made a separate series for YouTube. And yet here we are um, still mentioning them because they just found a way to basically force our hand and we can't not talk about this. So. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. No,
2: no sooner do we put our Marvel spinoff I know. on hiatus. They heard. They heard. And they, they, then they hit it us with something. It's yeah. like, well, we've got to talk about this. They're like, we've we got, got to, to give um, something
0: to the world that is going to make movie schmovie talk about us on their Friday podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the
2: well, main show, as they call it in Hollywood.
1: The, I, the, some of the bigger highlights uh, that... I mean, we're obviously going to talk about the big one with the big elephant in the room, yeah. right? Of the announcement next year. But one thing I really did want to mention is that Captain Marvel movie being named the Marvels now. And then Monica Rambeau branding and uh, Ms. Miss Marvel, Marvel, which is going to be
2: a Disney Plus show.
1: Yes. Yeah. Branding within this logo. So, like, I, I, is this because Captain Marvel? Didn't do as well as they maybe thought it would. And they're throwing in extra characters or. Are uh, they, or, or is this just them? Adding these brands that they've put into other...
2: <laughs> I think it's clever. I think it's clever. I mean, I think what you're saying could be true. There could be some conversation saying, of the titles we have, which are the ones that are worth the most in terms of just mm-hmm. that name meaning something. But yeah. to me, it feels like uh, calling the sequel to Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, I mean it, Ant-Man and the Wasp. It, it just feels like... Um, you know what I mean? Like owning up to the fact that this is an evolving continuity, and that Definitely. a trilogy or a series yeah. of movies might not always be as linear as that. But also, I think it's a way to own up to the fact that with multiple characters maybe being known by that name, they're gonna they're gonna lean into it rather than rather than pretend there's the one true Captain Marvel. So in, in a sense, yeah. I feel like it's very true to what they're doing. Whether on a marketing level, it's also a safe franchise to play around with in that way because it doesn't have the whatever q rating or whatever it is that they look at for like what do audiences just think about this character Um, but it was a hit i mean and it was you know reasonably well received it just i mean if you look at the slate of the movies that that uh i don't remember there being that much rapturous excitement about it's one of those marvel movies that people seem to think was pretty darn good but that you know what i mean like it It had its detractors. So, yeah, you might have a point there. Um, Well, I, I would just want to double down on what Steve said, too, though, and just say that the whole production of this thing, it's produced so well... It's got the Stanley speech reminding you once again that that guy whenever he got a chance to open his mouth, I don't know what his politics were behind closed doors or what he may have done that, you know, might not sound good or might be dated or whatever, but whenever he got a chance to talk about social issues, he said the right shit and he he was masterful in that marketing sense at least of like linking Marvel to this idea yeah. of like we're all in this together and So watching that trailer, which is essentially like you said, Steve, on behalf of the Theater Association of America, just about saying like, this is where you come for these experiences, you know, and we're serving up these experiences that we want you to have in a crowd. It's like, I know it's just trying to sell tickets and to hype a slate of movies, but if anybody can lay claim, you know, get past my cynicism about this, I would say that if not Disney, then at least Marvel, they really have made people love these movies on the backs of stories of characters who come together and characters who find family and characters who try to do the right thing. And I think that that, uncynical portrayal of heroism and of like admirable people and people that you like to spend time with, I think it does allow it to kind of get past your defenses a little when you see a piece of marketing like this. It does feel like it's connected to experiences that I treasure um, on a personal level, not just as a, you know, as like a passing fad. So I think that it is like, it's a brilliant piece of marketing and I watched it about five times and I only teared up the first top Two or three <laughs> times. Uh, but yeah, you know, they've earned the right, I think. It's we've said this about them. It's almost getting old to say about them, they've earned the right to have a v- victory lap or something. But this felt like yeah, you know, amazing. it just felt it just felt like okay, I and it got me excited about things that I'm genuinely I'm genuinely excited to see. And I think the little tease at the end when they showed the four, you know, which is indicating this is phase four. But there's also a little they're they're playing around with our yeah. our, our wondering when are they going to introduce the Fantastic Four. It's all just very fun and hopeful and makes me think of a, a different world than the one that we're in so um yeah i loved this little little trailer yeah i'm sure That's it's cool. coming
0: it's probably going to be another big announcement maybe for a convention or something but yeah I mean, that, basically look looking at it basically between actually the day that we are recording this on well, may 5th um between now and two years from now there will be 10 marvel movies <laughs> a movie every 2.4 months not to mention all the disney plus series that are coming out yeah, i mean just crazy. the idea and you know some of these are kind of you know, bottlenecked a little bit because of the pandemic. But right. I think that is really, they've done a really, like you said, a brilliant job of trying to leverage that and, and make the best of it. You know, like they have these things that need to come out. And I mean, unfortunately, what what may come of the way theaters change is that these are the movies that are going to open big. These are the movies that are going to be yeah. always in theaters yeah, for the most part. So it's like, you know, they're definitely going to try to take advantage of the fact that Maybe audiences are apprehensive to come back, but if there's going to be something that brings them back, it, it's likely one of our movies that will do it. Yeah, And let's do that every two to three months and keep that consistent. And, you know, in the meantime, you know, in those in-between times, they can go to Disney Plus and if they want to stay home and they can watch the series, and then we'll pull them back in a couple months to see the next movie. Yeah, But um, I just think the way that, oh, man. We talked on this podcast about, like, we kind of got to a point, like, I feel like I'm missing the Marvel stuff a lot, you know, like even though we have the Disney shows and in general, we're missing theaters a lot. And, you know, but the the Marvel experience in the theater is something specific. We got so used to having a couple of t- a couple a year. So it, it is such a, you know, it's like dangling a carrot in front of me. It's just like it's there. The idea that in, you know, two months, there's one. And basically every three months after that, there's at least one, you know, it's just yeah. like. So it's amazing, but I mean, I guess of, of the of, of what they kind of put out there, dates, you know, titles. Like I know we we've talked about probably the the biggest one that really kind of seems like a no brainer, and is probably going to be the probably the biggest movie they release in the next three to four years is you know them actually naming the the sequel to Black Panther, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, which just seems like a perfect title and absolutely what they should name it and. It seems like where that movie is probably going to go, you know, and kind of sit in that world a lot more, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but what did you guys like think of the title of that? I mean, the rest of the titles, the dates, anything stand out to you besides that? I know we talked a lot about that on our text thread.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, what kind of forever is is pretty incredible. Um, I, I'm hoping that they play around with the mantle and the tournament yeah. surrounding that a little yeah. more, mostly because like that's what I've known. Every iteration of Black Panther to involve, and sure they showed a couple scenes where people are fighting, but it was a legitimate tournament to have like, you know, them fighting for the mantle is a cool idea. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I don't want Chadwick Boseman to re- be replaced at all. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. It's just that's what I've known for the comic, and that's no disrespect to his legacy and what he did. The 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 big. Window of opportunity that he opened, where I feel like, although they may have had Shang Chi slated, um, and Miss Marvel slated, and and these things, like, there's something about what that movie did to make other people feel like, man, I want my story told now. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then when it comes, like, how satisfying it was for me to see the 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 Marvels logo and see the Miss Marvel logo, uh, uh, you know, within the the Marvels logo. And, or the Shang Chi trailer, which drove me absolutely crazy, yeah, or awesome. Taika Waititi, who was like, you know, an, abori- an aboriginal, yeah,
2: yeah, you know, these- and the cast of the yes. Eternals too. I mean, you know,
1: I don't know, what, it goes on and on.
0: Yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah the, the cast of the Eternals, a, 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 a openly gay character is going to be on there. Like, it's going to be like it's going to be a bunch of stuff coming, and and we have. Chadwick Boseman and that mantle. I mean, I'm going to call it a mantle in this yeah. case. The mantle of, of uh, Black Panther that kind of opened the doors to this world of diversity. And and I wouldn't have it any other
2: Absolutely. way. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, that's,
1: that's how I feel. About. Yeah. It's exciting.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the titles... I, I've been excited about Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania, Same. ever since they announced it, too. One of the things Love that's the really, really fun about it, we know that there's uh, um, Jonathan... What's his last name? Uh, that's playing the villain in that, uh from Lovecraft. Majors, majors. Yeah, Jonathan majors. majors. Um and and he's playing supposedly Kang the Conqueror, who's a pretty major, like time travel related villain, uh, in the comics. So I think they're <coughs> the the and they've they've said that Peyton Reed, the director, has said that, that they're getting big, like that this movie will feel like the, thus far they've kind of made a point of the Ant Man movies feeling kind of small and like little palate cleansers uh, between the mm-hmm. other big Marvel movies, but that this one is intended to be kind of like as big as the Marvel Universe is getting, you know? Wow. Which is interesting yeah. because they do that by going in. If it's quantum mania, that makes you think of that quantum realm and that, you know, yeah. so it's yeah. like they Definitely. have the, you go out in the cosmos in one direction, you go in, uh, you know, microscopic in this direction. But I, I love that idea of just, I mean, they have my buy in that, no, oh, you get really, really small and there's some weird alien creatures in there. You're going to find some way i mean i think i mean i don't know if that's the plan but i do think in the comics there's this whole unexplored world of like the kind of pockets pocket universe within 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 and i think that like there's a lot of room for yeah. that to be kind of mind-blowing fun and they now have done so much crazy stuff in the movies that i fully expect that could be a lot of fun too but yeah um i do think wakanda forever was the big breathtaking reveal in terms of just i didn't even know a title could make me go <gasps> I know. But like it just I know. indicates where they're at with it you know like what you were saying yeah. is like this is an indication of where this where this can go, everyone wonders, okay, who's Black Panther now? But um, it's the Carrie Fisher problem. You you, you can't recast them. Yeah. You, you, mm-hmm. No one wants to see and a CGI not version. To, yeah. And no one wants to see this character die off screen. So you have to come up with something that, like, satisfies, you know, our need for stories. And, uh, and you know, I've read that Ryan Coogler has concocted something that everybody is saying is very respectful and, and pays homage to that. So, yeah. Um, Here's hoping Here's hoping it lives up to this feeling. I can totally understand why the people who are like, oh, these superhero movies, uh oh, when they announce 12 at a time or whatever, I can see those people, you know, clenching their fists yeah. and saying, this is where all movies are going. And what you said, Steve, these are the movies that are going to open big and may bring people back. It's just going to further this problem we have of uh, theatrical, meaning like blockbuster, you know, um, and these smaller movies being squeezed out. But not having a chance to go see one of these movies on the big screen with a crowd for a long time has made me realize how much I do love. Yeah. I mean, that is a big part of what I like about the movies. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, maybe I look at that and I go, there's no way to get, like, super excited and really live in the world of that many movies hitting you that quickly. But um, if they're good, it's going to feel like, you know, it's just going to feel like you're watching the Marvel TV show <laughs> and, yeah. and you're seeing these yeah. big special episodes. <laughs> and uh, I think it's fun for a little while to feel like we kind of get that, like, Boom, 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 boom. It's not going to be that way yeah. forever. I do think you're you're right, Steve, that there's a lot of hangover from the last year and a half, and maybe there is a little bit of a trying to get different directions going. Um, yeah. But we won't really know what it looks like for a few years now because that's when the movies coming out that were developed in this period will start coming out. So we'll we'll figure out like right. what that theatrical thing even looks like. Even for these <clears throat> movies, it's still a little bit of an experiment to say, um, you know, audiences are going to be ready. But I have a feeling, whether it's smart or not, people are going to be ready to go
1: see these movies absolutely exciting stuff
2: oh yeah Uh, you might say they'll go see them without remorse yeah Um, yeah there you go (laughs)
0: Quick
1: quick question did you have a rumor about gina carano possibly being reinstated by disney reinstated like she was
2: in a like a like a you know an official office yeah she's gonna be reinstated to the national uh, intergalactic rangers or whatever (laughs)
1: Yeah, so we'll see. We'll I've see. not heard
0: that, but I'd be curious. <laughs> okay. That's um. It. So yeah, you want to you guys want to get into the the first of our two reviews today, John the Killmonger
2: John, Chronicles. Just, just
0: Set it up perfectly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Clancy's um, without remorse. Yes. yes. Um. Ronald loved this movie. No, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, <laughs> here,
1: Here's here is my issue. Here's my issue with some of the casting. Sometimes it feels like there's an over calibration uh, when when things are being treated poorly for so long. Like I like I want to always see a woman in a role, but I want to see a woman in a role that I believe would kick an ass or two or three or four or five
0: or all of them.
1: Yeah, and and so when you see Joni Turner Smith uh, cast, uh, Maryland represent. She used to live in Maryland for a little bit. Maryland represent. Uh, when you see a a person like her get cast, who who does not look like if Gina Carano was cast in this, or or uh, Angela Bassett. Let's say let's give a you know mus- who
0: you know who was supposed to play this role, right? Who Cynthia Reveal? Don't don't play with me. I'm dead serious.
1: Are you serious? Hundred percent. She is an ass kicker. She is an ass kicker, and she's a, sm- a little, a little
0: ass kicker. <laughs> she's a little. She's ass pretty kicker. small, but I do not. I would not mess with her.
1: I love her. I think she's beautiful. I love her, and I think that she's destructive. Well, and she, like, she, what- she.
2: She. Would've, she would have. She would have lit this movie up. I, I didn't think that, uh, yeah. jody Turner Smith. That yeah, jody? yeah. I didn't think Tur- Jody Turner Jodie Turner Smith was like bad I just kind of no, agree with you that no, she was no. kind of you know hearing that it could have miscast for, for a moment Cass. makes me go oh that 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 could have been an extremely dynamic fun to watch character but instead she was just like oh yeah uh, the, the 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 lead has to have a friend in the movie and she was yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what she was you know so Cynthia um,
1: Arrivo,
2: yeah yeah that's what the rumor like that's like that's what a lot of these
0: trades are saying that was supposed to be I mean even when, I remember seeing that when it was in production like when they Kind of started this whole Michael B. Tom Clancy kind of franchise,
2: but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm yeah, she was the name that was going around. Um, you know what I, I heard? Think I heard Cynthia Revo arrived on set and like Jodie Turner Smith knocked her out and dragged her behind like a wall. And that then makes came sense. out wearing her clothes. That's what it that was. Makes oh, weird. Sense.
0: It's the but they had to like retailer them all because she's right. tall, very yeah. tall, yeah, and yeah. Cynthia is not.
2: No, I mean, it was curious that they fit, but I have to be honest, uh, that's what I heard so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it was just a bland movie. Yeah.
2: S- yeah, Generic.
1: That's, yeah. Yes. It was like Generic, from, from the bland.
2: 90s. You know what I mean? Like somehow this yeah. was like an action movie from the 90s, which was decent. I mean, like I watched it and it was like, okay, I didn't, you know, I got a, it dragged a little, it got a little long, but it's like, I kept thinking, I don't know, it was never like bad enough to really turn me against it. It just was right, right. down the middle in a, in a lot of ways. And it did feel yeah. sort of like, you kind of wanted something a little more dynamic for, for this actor and for this, you know, just for the potential of this kind of project, I guess. I thought maybe it would have a little more spirit to it. But ultimately, it was just like, oh, the, the, the charge is watching this actor who you've seen since he was a kid and you've seen him develop into this, you know, like... Manly, a figure like this was the first time I I sort of spent more time looking at like not thinking about him as a little kid. He still has that r- few of those little moments where I I see that I see Wallace <laughs> in his face. Yeah. But in general, I would say that he has like fully developed into this like you know like a viable presence for for a movie like this. And he might be the thing that drives it forward and that keeps it together. And that shows a certain kind of star power that like you have to nod your your head to. But uh, I don't know. I feel like the fact that the first word that you said was bland and the first word I said was generic. I mean, I don't know. It just, it it is that it is, it is paint by numbers in a lot of ways.
1: Can I ask you guys a question? Um, and I've really been wondering this. Do you think that Michael B. Jordan can carry a movie?
0: Oof. Um, yes, I think he can carry a movie, but I don't, but, but this is a great topic. Maybe this is a whole podcast, but like, yeah, I think he can carry a movie, and I do think he's a star, mm. um, and I'm a huge fan of his. But I think it's like a bigger question of like, what does it mean to carry a movie anymore? Yeah. Like, like because this is a movie that had a pretty big budget, was supposed to come in theaters, released on Amazon Prime, and you know who knows how they'll ever be transparent about how well it did and if there's going to be sequels or whatever. But like, it's like. The, the age of the movie star you know like the 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 name would be who you'd ask for when you when you bought a ticket to a movie like give me a ticket to the new denzel movie or give me a ticket to the new tom hanks movie like that idea i don't think equates the box office or movie stardom anymore like but in this case if you saw amazon prime scrolling through a carousel and you saw without remorse and you're like I don't know what the fuck that is, but you're like, oh, that's the new Michael B. Jordan movie. Like, I feel like people are going to watch the movie because it's the new Michael B. Jordan movie. Yeah. Um, and I think that is probably what qualifies him to me as, like, carrying a movie. I think he carried Just Mercy. I thought he was great in that. And I thought that movie was mm. great. Um, I don't think it matters anymore whether the movie makes money. I don't think it does. I don't I don't think he's at that level. I don't know many people that are. You know what I mean? Um, I, have a, I
1: have a phrase about him that yeah. I wrote down just as you were talking.
0: Yeah. In order for
1: Michael B. Jordan to be good, he has to have an immaculate script. So I have a, a thing yeah. for him. A script can elevate him, but he can't elevate a role.
0: Ooh, that's deep.
1: That's a hot take. I'm so that's 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 like for real. Like I I don't think that he's a bad actor. I just yeah. don't think that he right now. Michael B. Jordan doesn't know what makes him special. Like to me, the 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 you know we like Creeds one and two. But it's almost like he needed somebody to make that movie incredible. He doesn't know what makes him. Michael B. Jordan is acutely unaware of what makes him himself special. And some of that is like. Some of the innocence that he has about him, even though he's like a big muscular dude. Yeah, yeah. um, He's kind of a softer spoken dude. Yes. He he emotes a lot. And sometimes I think that like some of that toughness can come through that sensitivity. And yeah. I don't like him being just like a brash asshole. I don't like, like even when he his his, his wife got killed. I was like, why am I not rooting for him? His wife got killed. I saw her yeah. die yeah. in cold blood and I'm not rooting for him. That's, they the moral scales get, like, of
2: this movie are crazy with regards yeah. to like what happens and then how much yeah. murder there is and how much like he's doing stuff in broad. I mean, it's it's a it's <laughs> it's one of those movies where I found myself constantly going like, and it, that's one of the reasons why it reminded me of a '90s action movie where it's just like the body count in, is insane and there's a lot <laughs> of like murder and then like you know I don't know it just I'm not saying like I was offended by the murder I'm just saying that like it felt like this movie kind of wants to be in a grounded world, but then it would have really over-the-top things happen that didn't feel grounded at all. And I think that that makes it feel kind of like, oh, it's in action movie world. Like, it didn't even feel to me like a necessary, um, I don't know, like a a real attempt to sort of build out this Jack Ryan universe or whatever it is, or the Tom Clancy universe. And I I still don't know, and I never found out. Is this in any way connected to Amazon's uh, Jack Ryan show starring John Krasinski, or are they somehow parallel and it's just a coincidence that Amazon has both properties because those characters are connected in the books. I don't think and it's connected. Yeah. At this <laughs> point. John Clark is a character yeah. in like uh, Clear and Present Danger, I think, you know, yeah. he's like Jack Ryan's friend. Oh, that's interesting that it wouldn't be connected, but then Amazon would. Have it, well, well,
0: I don't think it was. Yeah, I yeah. don't think yeah. it, it was because be. this was made entirely outside of Amazon. You know, they just happened to buy it it does not mean that it could not be made into that if they have some sort of rights to it now, because that would seem logical now that they own it, if they do own it, or if they just bought the distribution rights to it. But it doesn't seem like it was produced by Paramount to tie into an Amazon television series, you know?
2: But it does feel like the beginning of a franchise or the suggestion of a world. It kind of had like Jason Bourne qualities. Maybe not, it wasn't as, the action wasn't as interesting as that, but the way this movie ended kind of felt to me like it was in that neighborhood of like, It's not really a complete story, but it kind of if it never has another one, it it, it at least closed the loop on a particular villain, you know. But
1: this is the first Tom Clancy movie I've ever seen that feels like it was made for a video game. Like this was this is not a part of the Amazon Tom Clancy situation. This feels this is right. So for, for those unaware, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six is this character. Yeah. So what has happened is this is the first movie that I've watched in that world, that feels like, oh, if the next Rainbow Six comes right. out, that's gonna be, that's gonna be Michael B. Jordan instead of this white dude that was in the earlier versions of the the game. The game, yeah. This is it. This is this right. is this is the launch pad. If this hit really hard, you saw the credits scene, fifth. right?
2: I just want to make sure that we're all in the same world where we saw the yeah, mid-credits. yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this, is, this feels like a launch pad for something a little bigger that might have some integration into the video games that doesn't have the quite the care that Jack Ryan had. The, the, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it it's felt just like,
2: messy. I mean, I think that's what I'm getting at with the kind of like, yeah. what what's he, un, when he's arrested, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not it just poking. moves so quickly, they don't stop yeah. to
0: think about any yeah. of it.
2: Right. The logic of it is like, yeah. really based on like, what are the people in the room talking about right now? That's what the logic it. of it is. That's know? it. It's not yeah. really.
0: Which is weird because this is co-written by Taylor Sheridan. I know. Like, I, I, I that was like a, a wild that. catch. Yeah. Like and honestly, like, uh, what is uh, what is the director St- St- Stefano Soriano? Like the guy that did the Sicario sequel, which I thought was actually pretty good.
2: Yeah, I liked it too. Like.
0: I feel like there are good things about the movie. Like I don't, like I, yeah, yeah. I, agree. I don't, I don't think it's flat out bad. I no, think that's it's why kind I say generic. generic or yeah. decent, yeah. but not great. There are know? like I feel like every point between the action scenes is where it's just the blandest thing you could think of. Because yeah. I do think some of the action scenes are pretty cool, and I do like some of the way that they're shot and in uh, the way that you kind of move uh, in the scene in, in the in the space, like during the shootouts or you know, whatever, whatever one you want to pick, like the one in the trailer where he like lights the car on fire and hops in the car, like (laughs) just weird kind of cool things like that. It's different, you know, like kind of take you off guard a little bit, but um, nothing special at all. Like beyond for me, beyond the fact that I would like to see Michael B. Jordan with a franchise and see what he could do with something maybe that is better than this movie. Um, I'd also like Jamie Bell. I thought he was okay in it, Um, but just not enough there to really be more than just, like, the suit, you know, who you're questioning the whole movie. Right.
2: Um, But the Paul the Paul Reiser uh, in Aliens role, kind of. Exactly. But it's like, it was so obvious that you were supposed to question him from the first time we saw him, that it it was another thing you said, how fast this thing moves. It felt like that. I mean, it drags in some ways, but it does move, it glosses over a lot of the nitty-gritty of the story. But, like, that was very much like, okay, even within a minute, you know this guy's an asshole, and then they make a point of having a scene very like at, at a minute. You know he's an asshole, and then at like ninety seconds, there's a whole scene where it's like you're a real asshole. You know that, and it's like yeah, everybody knows <laughs> oh, yeah. that. And he's like, well, what can I do? You know, and it's just like. Yeah. But but I gotta say, like the the, the main villain. I just want to say, anybody that's surprised that that character turns out to be the villain should just turn in their movie watching card right now. Yeah, stories aren't for you. <laughs> yeah, the man had a scowl. The that was whole the most movie. telegraphed sort of turn. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to kick it. it. It did what it was trying to do, but nah, it definitely, it. it's got, you know, I'll say, I'll say this folks, if you want to see a movie that has the villains saying a bunch of shit that's recorded, and then that's what's used to, 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 to you know, bring it all down in the end. Um, this is your movie. I don't, you know, we haven't seen that in what one, two movies maybe that haven't had that yeah. device. <laughs>
1: it's been a little while. Um, also the emotional beats that they were trying to get across with his wife. Like the dreams that he was having weird weren't weird. earned. They so weren't weird. they were not earned. Like it's just like the problem is these hat these things happen in good movies. But because you don't earn the the relationship, she was pregnant at a party, and then he was like, you know, she's about to have the baby. You're very pregnant. Yeah, you it. guys love each other. That was it. And then that what that's why I didn't
0: feel it. It's nothing and, like it. well, And you know the fact the that he just constantly tells everybody that her name was Pam. Yeah. Yeah You'll never forget that about that character. But otherwise yeah. there, there's I mean, nothing about her. See or him.
2: that t- that ties in with John Krasinski too. I feel like there there's there's gotta be yeah. that's gotta the tie-in. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no, but there it um, is. but but honestly, that's another thing too. It's like when I read in the description, when the sentence description I, I deliberately didn't even watch a trailer for this. I was like, I'm gonna watch it for the show, I'll just watch it. I, but the description was like a man avenges the wife um, avenges his uh, pregnant wife after she's murdered and i was like so this whole like 10 minutes of like i know that's about to happen it's like i hate that part of any movie where you know there's oh, going to so be right, a tragedy right, right. cuz even whether they make you care about the person or not you know that it's just there to build up like you said ronald this sense of like oh this is what they took from him and this yeah. really felt it's you know i said paint by numbers that was one of those things that felt kind of paint by numbers about this was just you knew she, of course she was sweetness and light you know the yeah. whole time and of course she's pregnant and on and on you know so that he can have yeah. this this thing that really would break any normal person to the point where they would just be nothing you know yeah and it's got to yeah. be motivation for him to go and like murder a bunch of people <laughs> right, murder right. so many
1: people. speaking of murder and paint by numbers. You know it wasn't paint by numbers when that guy got hit by that van. Oh, no, no. That was surprising, yeah. I was not emotionally prepared. I was trying to figure... I slowed it down a couple times and tried to figure out how they
0: did it in a way that... Dude, the way that shot is brutal. Like, you actually see it get run over. Yeah. yeah,
1: It's its body is completely consumed by that van Mm. as it passes. And it... it, It's like... (laughs) Yeah, and it's (laughs) not like... They show it in a way that his body transitions. It's like a, it's a one shot of him getting hit. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I guess what are we saying about this movie?
2: Well, it's on Amazon. Yeah, so yeah. like, have, it's if, if you the have l- Amazon Prime, you have access to it's it. It's the so. lowest yeah. stakes. If we were to yeah. say, go ahead, it's the lowest stakes, go ahead that there is. So yeah, it's almost like a. Why not? Yeah. Look if you
0: like Michael B. Jordan, just watch it so you can be a completist and see all of his movies. I mean, I'd say yeah. that, that that in the least, and maybe
2: yes. maybe he'll have a better shot at a, a better it, uh, movie in this world. It's one you can put on and kind of have little conversations while it's playing. You know what I mean? You can like, you can get yeah. up to get some popcorn and say, "Tell me if I miss anything or whatever." Yeah. yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. it's not essential viewing, but it's it's not garbage. It's just it would almost be more it's interesting crazy. if it were garbage uh, in a strange way, but. If, if you look at his Rotten Tomatoes, it's like fresh splat,
1: fresh splat, yeah, fresh splat. It's weird. It's like every other movie. It's like yeah. he purposefully is like, you know, for everyone that I think could get an award, I'm going to do one that, that I'm kind of in about. Yeah. Right. And he does it. He does it.
2: So. Well, it, it's not a shame, which... You know, a lot of actors have, like, a movie that's, like, a dismal flop at that moment when their star yeah, is on yeah. the rise. This is not yeah. that. But but that question of whether he can carry a movie, it does make you wonder about that whole idea of him taking on something like Superman, which a lot of people mention him for. Like, yeah. would he be... I mean, The I, script I, you has know, to be incredible. Like, I think he's got star power, but, like, does he, he... does. Would there be, like, a void of charisma if he were... I mean, I think it would have to be the right kind of character. Because one of the reasons Killmonger worked is because he was so serious and had, like... Yeah. A, a passionate character to so that kind of quiet storm aspect of Michael B Jordan's acting it played the strength of that was palpable would, would that yeah. feel a little colorless and you know a little bit like too too generic for something that's that's going to charm us you know i don't know i mean yeah. obviously a lot of people find him very charming and he's a he's a handsome guy so i don't think that's the issue i'm talking about there's some undefinable thing that we just haven't seen put to the test um like maybe his performance as Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four movie would be the closest thing to that where it's like he's trying to be like you know uh, a charmer. Um right. there was a little bit of a Fantastic Four reunion in this too with him and Jamie. Yeah, I Jimmy thought that was kind of Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no love for Miles Teller. They couldn't even give him like a, a you know, like a walk on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime.
2: Yeah. That's our review. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's definitely we'll tell you where on it's Amazon at. Prime. <laughs> I have confirmed it is there still.
0: <laughs> so okay, let's move on to uh, the 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 last title we're going to talk about, which uh, I hopefully comes around all, all around on a positive, more positive note uh, mm. uh, on the podcast. But it's uh, this also is also uh, on a
2: service you're already subscribed to,
0: right? For sure, most of you are. Uh, it's on Netflix. This is the movie um, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, formerly known as Connected. Formerly known as the Mitchell versus the Machines, it's gone through a couple iterations of titles. Um, this is a movie that Sony Pictures Animation put together. was supposed to come out theatrically. Same thing happened beginning of this year. They sold it to Netflix, and Netflix, you know, just released it last weekend onto the service. Um, this is a movie that's produced by Lord and Miller, uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, who did the Lego Movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Spider uh, Spider Man of the Spider Verse. And directed and written by Mike Randa, who I know from Gravity Falls, but God, has yeah. done a lot of other stuff. Um, but just a great sentence to hear. Uh, yes. Uh, if you're into the the animation, you know these kinds of family movies. The trailer was great, I thought. So I was really excited for this to come out. Um, the cast is incurs- finally. Really yeah. incredible. Finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Cast, you got Danny McBride, who Maya Rudolph, uh, Abby Jacobson, yeah, from uh, um, Broad, Broad City. City. Um, Mike Rianda voices the the son in the show. Um,
2: <laughs> he's got some really funny moments. He's
0: great, man. He's so good. Uh, Olivia Coleman, uh, Fred Armisen. Uh, who you else say Danny there? McBride already? Danny McBride, yeah, got him. Who who? Uh, Danny Beck, McBride what, as David Harbor, which was really strange. What what's what's the uh, SNL uh, Beck
2: Beck Bennett. Beck Bennett, yeah, Beck Bennett, and, and Fred robots. Armisen, but it's like, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mentioned him, but somehow together. Fred Armisen, I mean, there he's funny, but somehow Beck Bennett shines in. This is better, movie. yeah. He's so, but I mean, it's like one of the things you'll remember about it will be some of his line deliveries. There's just some really good stuff with his his robot character. Yeah, um, so, but fun, yeah, this yeah. is this is a
0: movie that's on Netflix now. I mean, I'll flat out say this movie was amazing. I love this movie. Um I've probably watched it 5 times since it came out because oh, my, wow. daughter, my, oh, my daughter course, oh. yeah. Yeah, 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 my yeah. daughter loves
2: You're it. Yeah, my daughter loves it. You're at the age of that. Like yeah, I forgot. Dude. Like Henry likes to watch. And I'm okay with it though. Old stuff, but he doesn't watch the same thing over and over again, yeah, but when yeah, they're yeah. her age, yes. You almost Absolutely. like there's one we all like. Damn, let's just put it on replay because <laughs> it's all through awesome. It. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know what what did you guys what did you guys think of it? Like I don't know where you want to jump off with this. Well, uh,
1: first thing I thought was,
0: I see why Sony's
1: trying to patent this technology. The, the, yeah. It's the same style of animation that they used for uh, the Spider-Man animated movie that they just did. I I think it's... What, I, first thing I thought was, maybe this is a little too heavy-handed for me. That was the first thing I thought. I was like, this feels a little too preachy, right? But it's it's so well done. It's so beautiful. It's so random and... The the interstitial sort of random uh, animations that pop up. It's it's so good, man. Like I like I I like when movies can be preachy, but say something at the same time. Like, I think that there's something about family and technology and what, what what technology is doing to us. And and maybe maybe. Older people are, are not perceived or people that just don't like the technology are perceiving, perceiving it like we're losing something in it isn't sure. it necessarily true. But it is true at the same time. Um, it, it's like it, it's a, there's a lot of like two things can be true at the same time, sort of arguments for some of the things that they're saying in this movie. And I think it's done in a way that feels so smart that I want to see another one. I want to see <laughs> another movie. It, I laughed so much during the course of this movie, it's so funny over and over and over and over again. This should have come out in the movies. There's the first thing I thought was like, I would have loved to have seen this on a big screen. Uh, it just feels like a big crowd film, you know, the,
2: the little brother, the, the gag with his phone calls that he's making. <laughs> <laughs> like the movie, the You're movie about was, with me? Was, was was funny up to that point, but when that moment happened, that was when that was the first moment my my me, my wife, my son, and I we all like laughed out loud at that, yeah. and it almost kind of loosened me up. I really feel like the first five minutes or so, I felt, I felt like it was it was almost... I'm trying too hard is a strange thing to say about a movie, but so often oh, the I first five minutes of one of these movies is when it kind of shines like getting you into the world. But for me, it felt like this movie's really trying right... is like they're trotting out all the little interstitials you were talking about, really trying to show me, oh, look! look at all the stuff we're doing. And I was like, is this movie going to be a little too frenetic? Is it going to settle into a groove? And I think yeah. within five minutes it had. And then I think all that stuff started to mean more and started to pay off more. And there would be moments where I would just chuckle out loud just at some little silly visual that would come in with like the, there's a character in this who's making videos and she's, you know, so the movie takes advantage of like of of a pretty up to the minute sense of like what's passing for online videos, what, what yeah. kids are making, what young people are making. I mean, I felt like yeah. that's, you said about it being two things, Ronald. I think that's one of the things the movie does really well is like, it, it is both the story of a daughter who needs to realize her dad uh, is 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 a good man, and it is also about a dad who needs to chill out and, and <laughs> take note of his daughter before she's gone, right. you know? And All it's like right, neither right. one of those lessons feels like, oh, this is the, the real main character, and the other person... It's like, no, it's like two main characters who kind of have to find a way to each other, otherwise they're both going to regret the way that they the way that they played it. Um, right. yeah. And I think that, again, you were talking about simple messages that come across. I do think this movie, again, it does kind of hit you over the head with it, but it's in that Pixar zone of like having something to say and having Absolutely. that moment that they need to close yeah. the deal. Yeah. They need to say the thing because it does somehow have a little power. And I think this movie even tries to have its cake and eat it too by by having that moment and then having a character that is not here for the emotional uh epiphany that the characters are having and kind of pokes fun at it. So I think this movie is, it just yeah. walks that, it's that Lord and Miller quality. And I guess it's also Mike Rianda, Michael Rianda from Gravity yeah. Falls kind of, it's a tonal thing of having sincerity and having heart, but also having the jokes be really, you know, biting at times, um, but never feeling mean. And I think that's a, I don't know, it's a, it's a kind of a magical <laughs> tone it is, yeah. to maintain. And, and the animation not as innovative as Into the Spider-Verse, but using that combination of, like, painterly drawing on top of CG, where it really messes yeah. with your eye a little bit, where you go, I don't really know if I'm looking at a computer-generated character, because it looks like a living drawing in yeah, a way that yeah. is different even from 2D animation, so uh, or hand-drawn animation. So, no, I think it was, it it uh, you know... It really, and it's a legit movie. It's an animated movie, but like some Pixar movies, like uh, Into the Spider Verse, at, you know, three quarters of the way in, it's got like the regular beats of like an action movie or a genre movie. And this movie is kind of a sci fi adventure. So it has that element kind of kicking as well. It's not just phoning that in. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I I also just
0: loved, like, uh, it was a small thing I noticed the whole movie, but like what you mentioned about the father and daughter kind of just like, realizing there's there's two different revelations that are going to be had by each of them and finding that way to each other. I just love that the whole movie that the mother and the son were such cheerleaders yes. of that happening. Yes. You yeah. know, like I love the parallel between the mother holding up the cue cards of what the dad should say and the brother holding up the cue cards of what the daughter should say. Yes. Like they both just want their family to be like a loving positive thing and i i just love that about those two characters you know they had their funny moments themselves um the mother and the brother uh but i don't know it would just pop up from time to time when they would both like be like putting the kid the father and the daughter kind of in check in yeah. certain ways that was such a reassurance to like be like oh man this is a really good this is a really great family who just needs to kind of get through this and they're gonna be okay <laughs> yeah and that's just a really i you know you and that's what makes me as a a viewer like root for both characters, and you, right. and that's why you care so much about it, you know. So that's kind of like a funny thing to say, going from a movie like where, with around Ram- without remorse, like we didn't care about really anything um, uh, happening or not happening, to like an animated movie where you, where personally you're just like hardcore rooting for them to like get to that point where they both can understand one another, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, it, it unfortunately takes a robot revolution to like <laughs> to, to, to 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 like make that happen. And yeah. also I didn't, I didn't mention Eric Andre. He's the uh, tech tycoon so who's fucking yeah. hilarious too. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really genuinely did love this movie. This is definitely the best movie I've seen so far this year. Um, mm. and, and I agree with Ronald. Like I would have loved to seen it with a crowd. Cause I, I miss hearing people laugh a lot, you yeah. know, and there's yeah. a lot of great jokes in this movie. Um, I think Danny McBride and Maya Rudolph are both amazing. Uh, just yeah. gr- great voice performances. Um, uh, and in some ways, like things you haven't really seen from Danny McBride, like there's a lot of beats that he's kind of you're used to with him um, in this. And it kind of plays into that. But there's a lot of there's a few scenes that are really quite emotional that I think he really kind of pulls off. And uh, I, I just want to mention the one joke uh, when, when she's talking about when they went to ride the the moose up the canyon or whatever. And the the one falls into the river and they're like, what about Prancer? And he said, Prancer belongs to the canyon now. <laughs> I I was and still am dying anytime I think of that line. Because in the yeah. background, in the background, because I so they had a watch party uh yesterday with Lord Miller and Rihanna on um, Twitter. So like I was watching with Sydney, just kind of following along with their tweets. And uh there was like a shot where where they in that flashback where they're getting The moose, or whatever it was that they rode rode up the canyon, in the background they pointed out that there was like a sign that showed like the moose of the month, and the moose of the month is Prancer. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes the joke that much more funny to me. But little things like that. But I mean that that watch party was really cool. Like the people that made this movie, like obviously this was like a, a passion project for all right, so many people, and all around it was just like. It was a real, really fun experience, like finding the little tidbits that they shared on Twitter, for sure.
1: There's a million things hidden in this film, too. It feels like if I watch this film a ton of times, I'll notice something. Another thing I thought was really cool, um, and I think John maybe hinted at it. There are these beats that happen with the next door neighbors where you think that it's going to resolve itself through this family being like, oh, man, you guys are great. I loved how it ended because that's how people are sometimes. Like, I, yeah, it, 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 there, there are beats that this film has that I feel like other movies wouldn't dare step into. There's an honesty about it, even within this like kind of heightened world that feels so real. That feels like we can identify somebody, you know, we can identify someone of our friends and family in all of these characters. And I think that's something that I don't feel a lot when I watch animated yeah, films all the it's time. True. Right. That Definitely. This this film, I, I, I do like that there's something outside of the Disney system that feels just as heartwarming, just as cool, just as interesting, that could exist, coexist while this thing, you know, that the big Disney thing, I feel like people just go there for for their animated fix. It's nice to know that Sony makes a thing that feels just as heartwarming, just as great. That I, that I will see a, sec, a part two of. I, yeah. I'll, I'll be there in the theater, hopefully. Yeah, and Disney can whatever. feel just
2: a little bit processed or filtered or something in the way that, other studios have the, have the option of not, you know, and I do think yeah, that like, yeah. the, like as great as Pixar animated movies can be, they do feel like they're tooled within an inch of their life to be a very specific thing often. And the ones yeah. that don't yeah. click often are the ones that don't have that focus, like the good dinosaur or something, where it's like, yeah. what is this really about? Um, yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I, I guess I'm maybe following on the heels of Into the Spider-Verse, but also following on the heels of uh, Cloudy uh, with the Chance of Meatballs, like, so good. there's this, there's this, yeah it's subversive it's got heart it's got the laughs it's got the it's got the eye popping visuals I mean there's it's you don't have to go to Disney to get that kind of uh, high quality uh, family film, you know, right, right, um, and that's what this is. It's a, fa- I mean, it's, I know it's, it's about a family, but I mean, even beyond that, I mean, you know, that designation family film. It's not kids' movie. It's not, oh, this this is a, a PG thirteen action movie that is available to kids if they're if they're up for it. This is a movie that is like kind of meant to be watched by a family, uh, together, and you know, to. To to flatter everybody's intelligence a little bit, um, yeah. Um, but to be there for kids, have you know? It's got the it's got the fun visuals, and it's got the we've mentioned the kind of robot revolution piece of it. That's a you know, it's not like the most richly imagined world, but one of my favorite uh, aspects of it is something I've always thought. I've ha- kind of had my own idea about like a robot, you know, not revolution necessarily, but a movie, a story, or whatever about robots. And one of my ideas I always had this this movie does the joke really well. Of is that like. Um, that like one minute after there's a certain level of AI, they will turn evil and they'll try to just eliminate us. It's like right. It's like it, it won't be like oh then over time it's like no no no. The second nah. they went from like having this ability to think for themselves, like not having it to having it, robots would be like oh wait a minute, you mean them? That's our threat? Oh, okay, well never mind. Uh, and so I like how quickly like he's standing there swearing this technology can never turn evil and it's already it's already doing it. You know. Yeah. Um, I thought that and we we've mentioned you know a lot of the voice acting did we mention Olivia? Colby? Coleman. She's she's yeah. she also has it's a so good. you know you know a role that might have gone to Emma Thompson uh, in years past or something. So you have to kind of realize that Olivia <laughs> Coleman is having that moment <laughs> though, where she's like getting yeah. roles like this, you know, and she's getting cast in in MCU shit and stuff. So it's like here's to, here's to Olivia Coleman's moment, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
0: yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. So that's I mean, that's
2: that's definitely a go. Go ahead. I like, yeah, that's it, a go
0: ahead. It, you you have Netflix, same probably also, but I mean, it's there it's definitely uh, worth checking out. Um, and I can't wait to see what Rihanna and, and Lord Miller. I mean, like, like you said, like, I kind of feel like I'm in on anything that they do. And it really, and every time I see them succeed like this, I'm just like, God damn, I wish I could have seen their solo movie.
2: Yeah. It's like, like what, what would that they have movie done? have right, been? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's like, what could or would it have been? What boundaries would they have <laughs> found a way to push and yet still keep it satisfying? Cause that's what right. they've done with these right. other things, you know?
0: Right. Right. Never know. Dang, that's sad, man. <laughs> sucks. And they—they they seem like just like the nicest guys too. Like they are just like every interview I've watched with them uh, promoting they seem this really movie. Normal. <laughs> they are very normal guys. Like they are so humble and like they're so funny and just like I don't. I, I it it comes off as unaware of how successful and probably powerful they are in Hollywood. Yeah and it's just like that is so attractive about them is that like they're really just doing the work and like making these like funny fucking movies that we all like you know and Mm. that are just like full of heart and full of emotion and like even something silly like 21 jump street works on on some levels because you care about these characters in the movie you know um right and and also it's just it's just so funny you know so i can't wait to see what they got going they've got a lot of things happening a lot of development deals but um I don't know what's coming next, but I'll definitely, definitely be seeing that for sure. Same. Um, What else? I think that's it. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I love that movie. I hope people watch it. Now I was going to say, I was going to say, it's the rare movie that like, uh, that has gone up on Rotten Tomatoes after, as oh, it's come wow. out. You know, I think it launched, I want to say it launched, they were like promoting like a 93 or 94% uh, fresh rating. And over the last like five days, it's gone up and currently is at as we record this, it's currently at 98%. Wow. So, Dang. and, and well-deserved, I think so. I hope people find it. If you're on Netflix, check it out. The Mitchells versus The Machines. It's, uh, it's I would say it's a guaranteed you'll like this movie. I don't know, I don't know anybody who, who has seen it that has said anything bad about it personally. So, I um, hope you guys enjoy it as well.
2: The worst criticisms I've heard are people who find the story arc a little predictable or they find the kind of heavy-handed nature of that side of it, but mm. they, they, Usually are saying that in the same breath as all the stuff that they loved about it. So it's like, you know, whatever. I think people can say that about like when a movie's when a a movie wears its heart on its sleeve. There's always going to be folks who feel like they were there, like they figured it out too soon, or they knew where this was going. And I, you know, I don't know how much predictable. Is a, is a ding against a movie in my book, you know, that just no, you kind of can tell the, what the, it's that Pixar thing. Again, the beginning of this movie, you kind of see what the emotional challenge uh, and the obstacle is, and the movie stays true to that. And at the end, it pays off the, the obstacle it sets up at the beginning. So if that's predictable and too easy, maybe it's not, a, you know, maybe the plot isn't the thing that's going to draw you to a movie like this, but the that's not the main thing about the movie anyway. So, right. Um, right. yeah. Cool. Um, Do you guys have anything
0: else you wanted to mention? Anything you've seen in in a quick mention before we wrap this episode up? No. No.
2: Ronald, you haven't watched
0: seven movies? (laughs) Other movies? No. Damn, it's been a slow week, huh? It has been, man.
1: And it's not because I haven't had any time. It's just like there's nothing I've been really pulled towards. um, This is a. This is not a, a super duper. Have, have you guys seen the show? Chad, two things. The sh- show, Chad. People hate that show, but I like how awkward it is. It's a it's, it's very a rough awkward. Wa- it's it's a rough watch. Um, But uh, that I was going to mention that that's worth checking out. If you want to be weirded out and want to be uncomfortable and have some stuff to kind of chuckle about. But I've been watching um, A&E has this show that I've been watching called WWE most wanted treasures. It's probably one of the best shows I've ever seen in, in the wrestling world. So what it does is it takes um, there's a host that's like an indie wrestler that's kind of coming into the WWE <clears throat> and they have uh, Triple H and his wife, Stephanie McMahon, who are trying to build out this sort of museum of WWE stuff. And there's like you know sets of things. So like Undertaker and Kane are an episode. So he sends them on a trip around the country to find memorabilia. Uh, and there are people that sometimes don't get rid of, don't don't let go of this stuff. That's cool. And in exchange, the, the wrestler will say, like, look, you have this. So one was Undertaker. They had Undertaker's uh, urn uh, that Paul Bearer had. And the, this guy had gotten it personally from uh, Paul Bearer. So in exchange, Undertaker was like, I'll give you uh, old, uh, like a newer urn. And then I'll give you my outfit and I'll give you Paul Bearer's suit. You know, so like yeah, it was it's like cool. it's like cool stuff like that. So it's, yeah, like it's just that. it takes nostalgia and kind of flips it on its head. It's, it's like shoe collecting for like memorabilia. You really get to see this, this cool, these cool moments from past WWE moments. So that's that's what I watched. That's what I was going
0: to. Yeah, that, may, that reminded me to mention that uh, it comes back out. Actually, the week, you know, it's not out yet, but this week it comes out. The, the third season of uh, Dark Side of the Ring comes out tomorrow. May yes. 6. So when this drops, it'll be out. But the first episode is uh, about Brian Pillman, which I'm really looking forward to. Yes. so That's second an amazing of, series. Second
1: episode is about a guy that I actually was in really close proximity to Nick Gage, oh, the yeah. guy that robbed the bank. I actually yeah. saw him die, uh, legally die at a cage match, oh, a, a bloody uh, uh, barbed wire match in Pennsylvania. Wow. So the owner of um, uh, uh organization, CZW, had this event because he legally couldn't have it in a building because it was so bloody in his backyard. This guy got his side opened up, uh, got cut open, and in front of kids and adults just bled out. A helicopter came down to the... Grass and they pronounced him dead before they like took him up into the sky. They revived him enough to get him, okay. And then a couple years later, he
0: robbed a bank at gunpoint. Wrestling is a weird is a weird world, and like it's (laughs) some of the most interesting stuff about (laughs) it is is the aftermath of whatever a career they have. Yes, and that's what this like dark side of the ring. This series on uh, Vice is. You know, they a lot of the episodes really talk about that, but usually it's about like a turning point in this wrestler's career or you know, an event that happened uh in their career. But this season looks awesome. Yeah, like Nick Gage and Brian Pillman, there's a Ultimate Warrior episode coming out. Like just really it's a really great series. They do a really good job and they get a lot of access to people in the world of professional wrestling that is uh just even I haven't stayed in touch with it with current stuff but this is more about you know the the era of wrestling that i was in too yeah uh growing up so this is a it's a great series so yeah that comes out this week uh on the sixth. so by the time this podcast drops it'll be out um so we'll probably maybe talk about that at some point cool But yeah otherwise i think i'm good um i want to mention
1: two more things and oh, then I'm oh i'm sorry okay go ahead so Param- paramount plus has two shows that i'm watching currently the real world homecoming so they take the first season and they bring back the people from the first season in a home during covid it's really interesting and then the challenge all stars where they take people from the previous challenges and brings them to bring them together for a challenge one of the most entertaining the challenge all stars is one of the most entertaining things so everybody's like 40 something now right sure and so everything everything's like uh legs get uh you know they're like winded after they go a couple of feet. Uh, it's so good. It's like Ruthie and Tech and all those people from back then. Then there's like yeah. people from way before that. It's wow. so good. It is so entertaining. Um, somebody gets a Charlie horse just by getting into the water and can't do the activity. <laughs> it's like, ah, I can't move. It's like, ah, uh, that's what I like older people doing activities you're like yes something i can relate to yes and not older not even older but you know what i mean these oh, kids by are older like, you
0: by older you meant our age
1: our age because these kids were like 19 <laughs> when they did it and there's
2: like yeah. 20 years later yeah. and they're trying to yeah
1: so good
0: but oh yeah. man i have to check it out yeah please do john anything else you want to mention
2: no i can't compete with. Uh... 40 year olds on MTV. What the fuck it is, that is Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. Movieschmovie.com is the
0: website. You can go there, find every place that this podcast is available. If you want to subscribe or you can just listen into it right on that website. We also have the youtube.com slash where you can watch our weekly videos for the podcast and also see our special series that we do for Marvel Schmarvel, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, which comes out when there's a series airing. Um, I think the next one we're going to be talking about Modoc, on Hulu, but we'll also be doing low-key on Disney Plus in uh, June, and I'm sure we'll talk about Black Widow when it comes out in July. So we'll be busy on that channel. So if you want to subscribe, so turn on notifications so you get the alerts when new videos drop. If you just want to be a video uh, viewer or you know follow us that way, that's fine too. If you do subscribe to the podcast or any of the platforms that you can find at MoviesMovie.com, Apple Podcasts, uh spotify google whatever my amazon whatever it is if you can uh leave a review or a rating or any kind of if there's an option to do that or an opportunity to do that we'd appreciate it and or share it with a friend send a text message to your best friend letting them know about movies movie Shmovie, yeah. or to somebody you don't like and you just want to recommend <laughs> our podcast to, we still appreciate it because they might yeah. like us who knows say hey dummy
1: you know it'd be a good thing for you to listen to stupo Stupo. I don't know
0: why you, Stupo.
1: Yeah. So, insult I created when I was a kid. Hey, Stupo. Hey,
2: Stupo. Hey, Stupo. Hey. (laughs) Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Tell Stupo to subscribe to the podcast. And if you're the Stupo,
2: listen to your friend. They might tell you (laughs) about us. (laughs) You've been warned. You're so stupid. You're listening to us, and you still need to be told about us. You twist, do.
0: twist. It's a twist. You are yeah. the
2: stupo. No, no. You are the stupo.
0: Oh, oh if man, listening to all it, along, stupo- it all along. It all traces back them. to that texture friend sent yeah. you two years ago.
1: <laughs> it was stupo about all movie all yeah. You,
2: <laughs> man. <laughs> all
0: right, cool. Uh, we we'll be back next week with a new episode. Uh, I think we're going to be talking about a movie that's coming out called Profile. Maybe some other things, but that'll be next week. Um, if you want to suggest podcasts. Ideas? any kind of reviews you're looking for, uh, watch them all, ideas that we can go through. Moviesmovie at gmail.com is the email address or you can find us at facebook.com slash moviesmovie if you want to engage there, that'd be great. Otherwise, we will talk to you next week and thank you for listening. As always, you've made our day. Thanks.
1: Bye. (laughs)
0: that's it all right that's it